know, um, I don't know when we want to even get into this thing. Okay. Um, but it's it is rec- <laughs> it is recording, and hey, maybe we're a little rusty. I I mean, it's only been like two weeks since we recorded, but it's been longer since we've recorded just the two of us. Uh, d- uh d- I almost broke into song there, just the two of us. I wanted to sing it. Uh, just but then the two of us. Yeah. We think we is. should probably break into song more often on this podcast. After maybe. all, it is a music podcast. Well, we're so the good listeners, not the good singers. Hey, speak for yourself, all right? <laughs> you are a good singer, that's true. We can make it if we try, just the two of us. Oh, yeah, and you know the keyboard part to that song, too. Yeah, I've been learning keyboard parts to famous songs in my <laughs> spare time, so... That's incredible. You don't have to hide your impressive side of showing <laughs> you're, impress- you're impressed by me. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I don't have to hide that I'm impressive or that I'm impressed. But you are impressed. You won't have to hide that side of you anymore. Oh, yeah. I don't think I was. I, I think I compliment you often when <laughs> you've earned it. <laughs> hey, well, you could, you know, hey, that's a, hey, that's true. You're a good friend and a better rival. Uh, <laughs> that's so true. And I think that <laughs> we should... You know, don't you have like an intro or something you say? Yeah, I probably should do that. I've been uh, sitting here taking notes while talking, very unprofessional. Hello and welcome to this episode of Good Listeners, a podcast hosted by two kind-hearted, generous, emotionally available sweeties who are always there to listen if you need them. We're friends, roommates, and rivals, and we talk about music whether the mics are on or not. I'm your first sweetie, Randy, and I'm joined as always by my co-host, Clay. Welcome to the show, Clay. Hey, and welcome. I'm Clay to the show. Um, wow. <laughs> you were saying you were taking notes? Uh, we haven't recorded in like two weeks, and I feel like neither of us are even that prepared. We are not. Um, I'm certainly not. I can't speak for you. Uh, yeah. But you're speaking for you and saying that you're also not. I'm not. I mean, hey, I think that um, th- the reason, obviously, why we haven't released an episode in two weeks or whatever and and even before that we missed some as well is that um we just decided that we had to take a step back because we didn't know if we were doing music justice um (laughs) (laughs) that's so true we needed to make sure that we were doing justice to music so we really took a step back and we we said hey that we're gonna do something totally different with the podcast we rethought the whole it's gonna be good now so uh, I'm just kidding. It's really that we've been busy, and I hey, I got a new job, so yeah. um, I was in the middle of all that, very stressful. So uh, I think it turns out maybe we have some lost episodes that we just don't end up releasing because I think that that's the case. We have some episodes yeah. banked that are uh, they talk about a lot of topical stuff. <laughs> we talk about the weekend Super Bowl halftime show for a while, uh, which we both really loved. <laughs> yeah, it's great. <laughs> but I mean, it feel even though for the small pool of listeners that we have it, it feels like the time for releasing that has maybe passed and we should just get back on track and we're going to talk about some current releases and hey m- maybe if you have some other stuff to talk about we can do that mm. um i haven't sure. planned anything <laughs> uh well and I fe- it felt i will say for my part it felt like we had to come back this week because um there were some absolute bangers this week uh, some big releases that we'll have to get into. Yeah, um, I, I think it's a great time to be, uh, it always is a great time for this, but to be a fan of indie music as yeah. we are, um, it's a good time. Or j- Hey, I mean, just music in general, but I, I mean, in particular, there's a bunch of artists who 
I love. I, c- I can uh, I think there's like four artists who I am really into who had releases over the, the past weekend. Uh, you have um, Julian Baker, yeah, the huge. King Gizzard album, the Nick Cave album, and uh, there was one other that's slipping my mind that I was um, very into. Uh, Cloud Nothings? Cloud Nothings, that's the other one. I, that's maybe my favorite. I don't know how I forgot that one. Yeah, there's also that KKB single, which we'll get to. Um, yeah, KKB, yeah, blah, 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 blah. Uh, KKB single, yeah. um, Bright Eyes cover, uh, Post Malone. Doing the Hootie and the Blowfish cover? Hello. Uh, and for Pokemon? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. That w- might have been made in a lab for me, you know? <laughs> uh, I, I might I might be the biggest Post Malone Hootie and the Blowfish Pokemon fan out there. Yeah, I doubt it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably I someone who's older than me. Yeah. <laughs> I gotta be. Somebody in their 30s, I think, uh, is the biggest fan of those three things combined. Um uh yeah so i feel like yeah we're we're both i think coming in hot i think for a few reasons for one thing for one thing we did shots right before we started for another thing uh, yeah that is fairly standard i guess um for another thing we're riding high on all this great music being released because uh i guess a little spoiler alert i don't think there's any uh, of any of those artists who we are both invested in uh, as far as their careers go uh none of them dropped the ball this week uh, oh. everything has been good. Absolutely. It's and been good and, and there's been um I've just I've been discovering new artists as I am every week and yeah. I'll give some shouts out to those later on in the episode as well. And since we haven't recorded in a while, I, I guess I could um excuse me. I guess I could talk about some of there's a lot of music we haven't talked about. I mm. mean definitely we should focus on the recent stuff, but um I mean there are albums from like the past three weeks that I feel like I never got a chance to really sound off on. Yeah, uh, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> and I love it when you sound off. Uh, and 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 yeah, I mean, yeah. As I was saying, we're you know we're we're coming in hot. We're we're excited to be back in the back in the saddle. Um, we're excited and, to be back. And at not the, only that, back at the 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 furnace, as you will. We're like, sure, if absolutely. You, if you imagine us as blacksmiths of words. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, if only there was a word for that. <laughs> for somebody who sort of crafts words in the way that a blacksmith might meddle. Uh, a word? Uh, hmm. <laughs> a black? Uh, I don't think we're going to come up yeah. with it. <laughs> <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> hmm. Uh, listeners at home, email in. Uh, goodlistenerpod at gmail.com. Uh, yeah, hash- hashtag us, smith that word, uh, and tell us <laughs> and what, tell you, us would call what you would call you would a blacksmith, call a blacksmith for, words. <laughs> for words. Uh, this oh rules. Boy. We're making a good podcast. Oh boy. Um, hey, I'm glad to be back. I'm. I'm all, we're all. We're always having fun here. Um, yeah. And we got at least one good episode coming out. We had our friend Travis on the pod recently. Yeah, great. Um, I felt good about it. Um, and hopefully more guests coming soon. And definitely more guests. Coming oh, you soon. know, eventually once once I have more time to sit down and listen to these albums we've been talking about, we're gonna give our, our animal collective uh, ranking and. Maybe and do a Weezer ranking and soon. Weezer rank, I don't yeah. even know if Hashtag we hashtag Weezer ranks. Did we ma- did we talk about OK Human on the podcast? I don't even know if we did. I d- uh, uh, I think we did. Okay, I'm I mean I don't sure know if did. that one came out or not. Yeah, who knows? Doesn't matter because we're here to talk about some other shit. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and I guess I mean, uh, uh, you uh, know, I mean, I had a great salad tonight. Is that something to talk about? We did, so we had I would dinner. love to talk about this salad for a second. 
we had dinner before. We we ordered um from a local joint, a local taco joint. Yeah. Black Rooster. Shout out Black Rooster. Um, hey, Cockadoodle Doodle Do. How yeah. about a taco or two? Um, <laughs> is what their slogan that I'm gonna try to sell to them is. Um, and what's I your asking price? Ten bucks. <laughs> hey, that's competitive. Hey, I could buy in the space. That's competitive. I, I could buy like one and a half tacos from Black Rooster for that. Um, you know, so <laughs> yeah, they're a little they're a little pricey. But they were very good. I don't know what to say. Hey, th- I'm not a uh, food cr- farm to taco, as they say. I'm not a food critic, so yeah. You know, uh, um, that chicken is so tender, uh, and the chicken tinga the taco. The chicken tinga taco, yeah, yeah. very good. I ha- I've had that before. I did not get it tonight. I got two tacos and a salad. And that salad, I tell you what, was the star of the show. That delicious salad. This is ridiculous. <laughs> a salad could be the star of the show. It was so good. It was a, it was called a Caesar salad. I don't know what made it Caesar. The dressing did not really taste like Caesar. It had olives in it. It was kale and like cabbage or something. Mm. Maybe fennel and, and like an egg um, and olives. And so none of that to me screams Caesar, but uh, it was delicious. Yeah. What does an egg scream at you? <laughs> uh, Help! Uh, let me out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sure. I'm trying to be born here. <laughs> let me out of here so I can be a bird. Uh we we joke on this podcast. <laughs> um, but hey, we yoke. I guess <laughs> I I feel like I don't want to do it because we're gonna be bad at it. But we should start talking about some music. <laughs> it can't be worse than us trying to joke. <laughs> to that's do jokes. Tr- that's true. Um. Hey, find solace, find refuge from our joking and us talking about these recent albums. Yes. Um, first up at bat that we're going to talk about, do you want to go first? Or I mean, I kind of sounded off four albums. I don't know if there's other things that we should talk about. but Yeah, I guess I'll talk about a quick, smaller release maybe. Um, yeah, sure. We could do that now. Yeah, before we get into the big stuff that I feel like will take up most of the episode. Okay, do small stuff first and then big stuff. Yeah. That's a good idea. Um, I guess that's the opposite of how we normally do it. It is the opposite of what we normally do, but, <laughs> but I mean, we said that we, we really reassessed the flow <laughs> yeah, we're changing the of game. this podcast for an optimal experience. So uh, this is a big change that we talked about before recording is we're going to talk about small albums first. Yeah. Um, so here's one. And, and you should think of this album as less than the other albums we're going to talk about. This art is is less than because this artist is less popular. And that's what we think on the show. Yeah, that's um, not what I think. <laughs> uh, that is what Randy thinks. It's what we both think. Often says. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to talk about The Entrepreneur's Wrestler. Ah. It's a new album. came out this week. Um, and it's sort of a uh, shoegaze noise rock joint. Um, and it is good. <laughs> it's just really – it is it, – it, it alternates kind of between – Moments of real kind of gauzy shoegazy beauty and and really kind of heavy, uh, heavy almost almost nasty sounding stuff and Ew. and and I I like it. Ugh, gross. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, real nasty and like a like uh like a bunch of bugs. Mm, that actually <laughs> sounds pretty cool. Bug rock. <laughs> yeah, hey, we should make bug rock. I would love to make bug rock. <laughs> we gotta get um, that going. Um, but yeah, that's. I mean, I don't. I don't have too much to say about this album. Yeah. Uh, but just that I. I recommend it. If yeah. You, if you're into shoegaze, if you're into noise rock, punk, you know, any of that sort of zone of indie, 
uh, I think this would be up your alley. Yeah, you did text this to me and said that I I would like it, uh, but you didn't give that description, and I feel like now that I've heard, it's kind of a shoegazy type of thing. Um, I will listen to it and probably enjoy it. I was hoping there'd be some good like business tips in the album for money <laughs> moves, um, sort of like one of my favorite albums, how to, how to Succeed in Business Without Barely Trying by <laughs> the Broadway musical cast, starring Daniel Radcliffe and covered by Nick Jonas. <laughs> Where did that come from? <laughs> That's just what I think of when I think of business albums. <laughs> sure. No, um, I love it, and I'm right there with you. <laughs> right at the tip of my mind as well. We can cut that out. I just no. I thought it was good. As soon as you, I was just shocked. As soon as you mentioned that to me, I was like, "Oh, this reminds me of my favorite album, albums. How to succeed in business with barely trying. I like all three of them with the original Broadway cast, with the Daniel Radcliffe cast, and the covers by Nick Jonas. Yeah. Um, all great albums that will show you how to make money moves. Um, yeah. And hopefully this one does too, because I wouldn't call myself an entrepreneur if I didn't mean it. That's why I don't call myself an entrepreneur, because I couldn't mean it. Yeah, no, I was just in awe of that pull. Um, <laughs> it, was, it was incredible. Um, I love to watch a master at work. Uh, and uh, you do, yeah, Money Moves. Um, is there an album you want to talk about? I guess I'll shout out the one we were just listening to. This isn't really a smaller album, but it's, I don't know. I don't want to call any album small, because they're all big to me, except for <laughs> the ones that are really puny and pathetic. Um but we don't talk about those albums on this show. We don't give them the light of day. Instead, we talk about this new Alton Gun album, which I'm going to, because I, I know you haven't listened to it much other than what I was just playing before we recorded. Uh, but it's yeah. like sort of an Anatolian rock uh, group that uh, I never listened to before. I just saw this on Reddit, and I went and listened to it because people were hyping it up. And I just want to say, it rocks. You described this as what robots listen to in the future. As opposed to what robots listen to now. Yeah, um, one song in, in particular. <laughs> I don't think robots are listening to music yet. I don't think they're there yet. I'm playing it around our robots, so they're listening to it. I guess they don't have ears. Alexa has ears. Uh, but, but is Alexa a robot? Up for debate, I think. What is a robot but a miserable little pile <laughs> of secrets? <laughs> wow, you don't. That's so true. Yeah. Um Anyways, I, I didn't really prepare anything to say about this album. I just, we were listening to it before and I was really enjoying it. Uh, I guess if like um, sort of a psychedelic uh, sort of Anatolian rock type of folk blend sounds good to you, then I, check th I think this is fun. I think everyone would, would want to play this and you want to dance a little bit. Uh, it's, it's good. This thing is groovy. Yeah, it's, it's a groovy album. Yeah. Um, and I don't really know what else to say about it, but it's got some nice little beats. Uh, there's one song that had like a RuneScape type beat behind it um, that, uh, that I was sure. like, this reminds me of some RuneScape music. So Yeah, it's, <laughs> it is, it's, it's extremely eclectic. It's kind of hard to pin down because it's like there's like shades of disco, shades of synth pop, shades yeah. of folk music, uh, Gogol Bordello. Yeah, uh, kind of similar to Gogo Bordello, but I which I don't want to draw that comparison just because of the Eastern European thing. Yeah, I mean, like I, I don't. Th that's I think a little unfair, but it's different in a lot of ways. But melodically, it's kind of similar and sort of a, a similar kind of just like wild energy to it. Yeah, it's like got the same energy, energy and similar melodies, but um, much more like produced beats and that sort of thing. And, and I, I'm into it. I think it's it's very good, very polished. So I, I highly recommend. It's Alton Gunn. It's uh, the album is called 
Yol, Y-O-L. So I don't know how to pronounce it. I'm probably butchering it, but it's, it's very good. Do you have another little wreck you want to give? Um, I guess while we're talking about the little stuff, uh, uh, one little thing is the new KKB single, which we referenced a ah. minute ago. Um, the, the Princess and the Clock? Is that what it's called? I believe that is what it's called. Um, this thing is danceable. It's fun. It's polished. And uh, KKB, as far as I'm concerned, is back. He's back. Some people will say they never went away. I would say that. I mean, I think that you were talking shit about... Um, that 2017 record. 2017 record, which I... Uh, pretty much love that record and i don't even think that record's bad it's just i liked the one before it like way more yeah um fair enough uh but i, I really like that noisy stuff but I, I will say i am glad that it wasn't like a prolonged project um for her mm-hmm. you know and I, I, j- I just i will be honest i like it when uh you know i like noise pop and noise rock and 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 you know noisy heavier stuff uh, more challenging stuff, but I, I just really love when KKB is like very polished and very, like fun. Yeah. Um, no, she and makes, that record um, has le- had less of that. She makes incredibly fun pop songs, so it was it was really cool to have that record where it was more experimental, more noisy. I really loved it as an album, but because she's so good at making these fun pop songs, I am mm-hmm. glad to have that back in my life. Uh, I just feel blessed. To have this song, so blessed. Yeah, blessed, uh, not stressed. Yeah, blessed, not stressed. I would say that maybe more than any other song I've heard in the past week, I would say this song is hashtag blessed, not stressed. It gets that seal from us, which we give to songs often, but <laughs> only one per week. And this has the blessed, not stressed seal. Yeah. Um, so, you know, uh, it just, it really is fun. It's got sort of a little dubstep type of breakdown in it. I don't know. Uh, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, and hey, and feel feel free to uh, tweet at us with your hashtag blessed not stressed track of the week. Uh, if you've yeah. got one Show us, that's making us, you feel blessed. Yeah, send us your, you know, Asher Roth songs <laughs> and uh, <laughs> anything that makes you blessed not stressed. Sure. Um, should we? So did um, did Wild Pink come out this week? That came out like a couple weeks ago, but we we have not recorded since that came out mm, um, i feel like we should touch on it yeah i haven't listened to it for like the past week but uh i was listening to it uh i was listening to it hard for sure. a little bit because <laughs> i was listening to it a lot is that what was that mean uh, <laughs> yeah context clues i figured yeah what do you got to say <laughs> well i just wanted to to touch on the fact that it's an album that came out uh and it's good um i feel like this is a a band in the indie sphere that is like feels like they could be much bigger than they are it feels like this is definitely their biggest record yet um as far as critical and commercial appeal mm-hmm. um but um feels like they still have places to go like this is maybe the start of them breaking out as as sort of an a-list indie artist yeah i gotta be honest i don't know if i've listened to any other wild pink record this i haven't i haven't oh you haven't okay no. yeah so this was i think the first for me but it I mean, it makes. I am going to go listen to those earlier records because I felt, and I mean, I have no idea how they stack up to this one. But this one, I was like, this is a band that I am just going to be a fan of from this point onward. Yeah. This is exactly my shit. And just anytime, there's a lot of stuff. So I don't know that we'll talk about this that much, but like it came out around the same time as that Black Dresses album. 
and the Mogwai album, which both I was very into. Mm-hmm. But both are very noisy albums. Yeah. And a lot of times I felt myself wanting something softer where I was at work or something or I was on a nice little drive. And I was like, I want something that's nice listening. And this is just like right in that sweet indie rock and some, some sort of indie folk mm-hmm. uh, influence as well. Right, right in that sweet yeah, kind spot. Of it's just uh, so... Yeah, like this could have came out in like 2012 or something. Mm-hmm. And, I, you know, I think it, the more we record this podcast, the more I realize it's just us searching for albums that remind, remind us of, us uh, of <laughs> like 2012. <laughs> um, uh, but, hey, this is a, a fantastic one. It really is a great album. Um, yeah, I think it's very good. It does have – yeah, that it's sort of like um, even mellower War on Drugs in some ways yes that Um, that that is a band that i was trying to search for a good comparison i was like what does this remind me of war on drugs is a is a good one yeah it has this sort of like open-hearted uh sort of like floaty twilighty americana vibe to it um that is just very comforting to me Um, yeah it's it this is uh gonna be a comfort album for throughout the year for me i think yeah um so wild pink watch out and hey, keep your ears open and listen to it. Mm, great yeah, advice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what do you want to get into next? I don't know. I mean, we have the big four of the week that we teased to talk about, but there's just oh man, uh, is the album where, where I talk about Black Country New Road not going to come out? Because I don't know. I I don't even know when that was. It do- it doesn't matter. I think I might have touched on that in the Travis episode. Yeah, well, um, and that's also one that I feel like we will continue to talk about as the year goes on. Yeah, that's a big one. Um, okay, I, I know this is one that I only I've listened to, so I will shout this out because it's one I like a lot. Roosevelt, um, which mm. I did send to you the other day, and I ac- we listened to the entire album when I was playing Assassin's Creed um, yesterday. Sorry, excuse me. Actually, you might have left before I finished the whole album, but it's kind of... It was that electronic type of album I was listening to that's kind of gives me random access memories vibes uh, as well as sort of like Tame Impala vibes. Do you, it, was, it was on. It was a nice album. Do you not remember sitting listening to this? I have no memory of it's this. It's got sort of a... This was yesterday? It was yesterday. I remember you playing Assassin's Creed yesterday. And I, I played this album. You were humming along to it. Huh. Uh, hey, <laughs> you think I could connect to the speaker <laughs> and play play a little bit? I think that's a terrible idea. <laughs> <laughs> it's a po- it would be a podcast first. Yeah, uh, that's one. Yeah, that's a positive spin on it. Uh, w- and you could edit out. I mean, I know you're going to be great at editing these things. Yeah. Uh, like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I yeah. This sounds nice. Yeah, we listened to like the whole thing. Yeah, I have no memory of that. It's like random excess memories, kind of, right? Yeah. All right. You don't remember. We were we were sitting here. You were about to go to some dinner. I don't know. Um, we, we were sitting there listening to it. Yeah, I, I think I must not have really been paying attention to the music. Damn, I was. Uh, I mean, I was, I was hoping. Okay. Hey. <laughs> uh, <laughs> everyone should listen to Roosevelt. It's called Polly Dan's. This guy. It, it's kind of a synth pop. Uh, oh yes, I re- so I remember you texting this to me. I did not realize that was what you were listening to last night. Yeah, I do remember you texting me this. Well, yeah, I don't care if you remember me texting you because you haven't heard the music, so you can't say whether. You, but 
I mean, I just played like 30 seconds of it. Yeah, that 30 seconds is great. Um, and I, I think that you'll like this a lot. It's super polished. It make I'm going to go listen to the other Roosevelt records. This is the first I've heard. And if you're sort of into that sort of synth pop thing that I feel like, you know, Heyman Paula didn't really deliver on. He went in that direction and did a great album out of it and then did a really poopy album. Um, yeah. If this is the type of thing that, that was making me w- want to hang out in a in a bar with the neon lights with Ryan Gosling, um, <laughs> sure, <laughs> you know, um, yeah. Hey, if that ain't a mood, yeah. This is this album is a bit of a mood mood alert. <laughs> uh, it's our mood alert stamp of the week. Hashtag mood alert. Mm. Um, and I, that was just one that I wanted to shout out. And uh, there's, I mean, hey, there's a lot that uh, I just won't even really get into. Corey Wong, uh, I don't know if I ever talked to you about Corey Wong before. Corey Wong is kind of a jazz artist that does a lot of rhythm guitar stuff, um, but released a very good album this year. It's released his albums, multiple albums every year, and had several I liked last year. Did an album with John Baptiste that was good. Um, did an album called there was like elevator music sort of theme that was good last year. This one is called Corey and the Wong Notes. It's good. Um, if you're into sort of jazzy, feel good, funky music, this one is pretty funky. Uh, Tinder Sticks had a good album that came out. Uh, Indigo Spark. This is one that I know you listened to. Yes. Uh, this is very good. Reminds me sort of Angel Olsen. I really loved the vocal performances on this. It's yep. kind of angelic. Co-produced by Adrian Linker of yeah. Big Thief fame. So very much in that vein. Yeah. I, I don't know. I was listening to some of these songs, and I was like, this is like an elven uh, lady on the lake sort of ballad. Yeah, sure. <laughs> is that track? She has a, no, she has, a, she has a powerful voice. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> listen, I'm just trying to bring in the comparisons to help people picture it in their minds. Yeah. Go listen to it. <laughs> well, uh, and ev- it's very relatable. Everybody knows what the elven lady in the lake sounds like. If you came across some sort of ethereal spirit or an elf or something of the <laughs> sort by a lake uh, that was telling you some sort of lore and singing a song, yeah, it would maybe sound like one of the songs off this album. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Um, listen, why don't you take over for a little bit? Those are all my recommendations before we get into the big albums. Okay, yeah. I mean, I think, yeah, that, that Indigo Spark was good. Um, I honestly did not have uh, anything else in particular to, to recommend before we get into the big stuff. Um, I mean, there's a few other things I've listened to, uh, but not uh, not enough to really strongly recommend. So maybe... Uh, how about we just take a quick break and then we will jump right into the big records of the week. All right, sounds good. We'll be back in a second. <coughs> What's up? Yeah, <laughs> we're back. Oh boy, we're back. We did another shot. Um, perhaps you can tell I my co-host's <laughs> behavior. <laughs> I thought that was between us, my guy. <laughs> oh no! Oh now I'm the now I'm the bad friend. Yeah. Oh damn. <laughs> who has be- betrayed you? Bad friend who betrayed henceforth you will be known as the bad friend who betrayed me. Uh, yeah, think of that and rival. You already were. I mean, hey, we're <laughs> Gary and Ash. Which one's Gary? Which one's Ash? I look. Okay. Um. 
Okay. So <laughs> look, you're gonna see. Look, hey, before you say what you think, <laughs> okay, I have something to say. And yeah, so I'm Gary. That's exactly what I was gonna say. I know, and it doesn't feel good to say it, but I think that you know this is perhaps character growth because I think Gary would never admit that he's Gary. I mean, don't they? Isn't there like growth? I think there's a bit of humility G- that Gary I'm kind of here. becomes less of a dick, and they just become kind of friends, right? I think that it happens eventually, but I, I honestly, I have not. I never watched the show in order. I just caught random I, episodes. I mostly as a saw kid. the original anime, uh, like right. or the like Indigo League is what I mean by that. Yeah, um, I noticed you were, that was open on Netflix the other night. Yesterday was Pokemon Day, baby, so I watched an episode. Nice. How was it? It was great. Um, you know, that that summer when Pokemon Go came out, I actually like uh, went through a lot of Indigo League. Really? Uh, and I and I was playing it on my Game Boy. That was when I was living at college. I was taking summer classes. I was living in the frat house over the summer. Um, and Pokemon Go came out, so I would go out um uh, on campus at night with my friends we would catch pokemon mm-hmm. and during the day that, that was great it i was had a great time it was great that. and during yeah. the day i was like playing i think like pokemon yellow on my 3ds and um oh wa- sure and Fantastic. watching maybe the best pokemon game pokemon yellow rules and i was it's and it's still hard it, it's challenging so it's good and i was watching the original anime and i was having a fantastic time uh, mm. and i think the indigo league actually holds up pretty well i mean for me, who was kind of a dummy, those episodes are super easy to follow because they are made for <laughs> small children. Uh, yeah, I was going to say, so this is what I was going to get to, which I I feel like I have tried to go back to the Pokemon show uh, too smart. You're over too the smart years a few times, and I wasn't going to say that, but <laughs> it is like I'm just like, oh, this is for like it's really little kids. It's for babies. Like it's really um, not even for like 12-year-olds. It's for like eight-year-olds like it's for the age that i was obsessed with it at where yeah b- but there's something about that i appreciate i mean really i like it for the same reason you like anything you liked when you were a kid as an adult is because it reminds you of being that age sure uh, and it has like that sort of innocence to it that's fair um but i do think that actually like i think that the the indigo league stuff is fun like i would never really go through all the new ones just to follow through the story but to it's watch insane there's so much but some people do that, um, you know, like huge Pokemon fans do that. Sure. But watching the original and seeing like, oh, you got the whole gang, you got Brock and Misty and Ash, and you got Team Rocket, you got that formula, and I remember like I was watching the Psychic Gym Leader uh, battles with uh, Sabrina, and uh, like that was mm, a pretty good yes. arc. And they go to Lavender Town, and it's like uh, it's so mm. mixed in with those original games. It's just yeah. there's something fun That's about it. That's what I was it. gonna like, say. Is that just reminds me of going to Lavender Town in the game, and that gives me like the warm feelings. Well, that's of why childhood. I had so much fun playing Pokemon Yellow while watching the anime. Like right. I was like in a nostalgia like loophole, like or not loophole, like feedback loop. Like yes, uh, where I was just like, oh, this feels so good. Like, <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> yeah, you just. You, uh, yeah, it was like you discovered masturbation for the first time. It was <laughs> like discovering masturbation for the first time. Um, <laughs> be like when you're eight years old. <laughs> Never mind. Hey, hey, I don't know, look, I don't know why I, d- <laughs> I don't know why I did that. <laughs> Just un- Did un- you see that new plush I got? Incredible territory. I did. Yeah. Uh, uh, tingle. Yeah, tingle. Yeah. 
I, I decided I'm going to start building up like a little plush collection, and I got Tingle. That's cool. Um, yeah, I did. I did notice it. I thought about saying something about it, and I didn't. It's cool, right? Yeah, I like it. And cute. Yeah. Well, I mean, Tingle. So you don't think Tingle's cute? <laughs> look here. Legend of Zelda character Tingle. Um, yeah, I mean, if you're listening to this podcast and you don't know who Tingle is, maybe turn it off and go play a Legend of Zelda game. Yeah, you fucking Chump. nerd. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but <laughs> I say that like this is a podcast about video games or something. Um, if you don't share our exact interests, <laughs> I do not want you listening you're to this podcast. You're not welcome here. This yeah. is not a safe space for you. Absolutely not, because um, we will just spend 20 minutes talking about <laughs> some fucking Pokemon Nintendo <laughs> bullshit. We <laughs> really will. Uh, hey, we love Nintendo. Um, More than you. Uh, I don't want to say that. <laughs> yeah, I think that we could easily do a video game podcast anyway. One day I'd love to do a Nintendo podcast. That um, would be great. Yeah. Um, we hate Nintendo hire us to do the official Nintendo podcast. I've never listened to the Nintendo Power podcast. I'm sure it sucks, and I'm sure that it's probably not fun to listen. They let us. We can't say that. No, we can. <laughs> okay, we can say that. Let us take over but your Nintendo Power rude. podcast, and we're gonna blow the minds of these fucking nerds who listen to that crap. Okay. <laughs> uh. You know what? I've come around. I'm on board with your perspective. We will blow the fucking minds of those nerds. Um, anyway, what I was saying about Tingle is that, yeah, I don't find Tingle cute. Um, but Tingle is fun. Like, uh, do you like, t- you d- are you like, n- are you on board or off board with Tingle no, as a character? I like Tingle. I just like cute is not quite the word. Cause like there's some, like Tingle is weird. I think he's like t- a little too weird. Tingle to is not as cute as like Toon Link or Toon Zelda or any of definitely any not. of the other Toon characters. Toon Link is so cute. Toon Link was I tried desperately to make Toon Link my main in Smash for a long time. Toon Link is good, but I mean the thing is, I think Toon Link is like Young Link and Adult Link are both more powerful, probably or uh, Adult Link for sure. And I, I just uh, well, and Young Young Link has his some advantages as well. Yeah, yeah. Some, um, some other advantages, but we're now we're getting into Smash. He has the um, flaming arrows. Yeah, um, flaming arrows. A, <laughs> a different type of bombs. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this is ridiculous um, that we're talking about But I, I was just going to say that, that I think Tingle, the, the, the costume is cute. Um, yeah, I think Young Link looks like shit. Um, that well, might yeah, be I a mean, hot take to some people. 60, I hate... In 64. I like hate that d- design. design uh, um, you know? Well, I mean, even, like, sort of the reiterated version in Smash Ultimate. I think looks bad. It looks bad, but I feel like it reminds me of the N sixty four character design. Sure, so I, I guess I, that's why. That, I guess that's what it's supposed to. It's do, supposed so. to like <laughs> I, I appreciate that they kind of do that. Um, I guess I don't know. I mean, I truly don't really care. Um, anyway, let's talk about King <laughs> Gizzard, <laughs> the Lizard Wizard. Hey, speaking of Zelda magic wizards, uh, also <laughs> lizard enemies, King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard, also the King, uh, King Hyrule. Um, so. Uh, Smooth segue into talking about King Gizzard and the Lizard <laughs> Wizard. Uh, their new album, LW, follow up to their previous album that came out like three months ago, KG. Mm-hmm. Um, LW, so you did listen to this. Nope. That's you why I wanted to talk what? about it first. Oh, I thought that we kind of had, you had kind of implied that you would listen to it. No, uh, well, I don't think I said anything to that effect. Um, but I said that we should talk about this first because. I have not listened to it. Okay, and well I, I listened to KG like maybe one time. So I listened. I have nothing. I to also add to kind this. of only listened to it one time. <laughs> Listen, I've only listened to LW one time, but I am going to go back to it because I've been off the King Gizzard train 
for a few years. It's tough. They release so much stuff. Um, and I think that 2017 was their album that I was really into them. Right. Microtonal Bananas? That one? Microtonal Bananas, Sketches of Brunswick. The uh, Sketches of Brunswick is so good. They released a lot of different albums that year, and I was really into it. And it feels like for a while, they've really been treading the same ground with the microtonal stuff. Um, yeah. And I think that you can look at that and you can say, this is not what King Gizzard is all about. They're supposed to be mixing it up a little bit more. Mm -hmm. Or you could look at it as I am with this album and say, okay, but this is, I think, the best they've ever been at this. Like, they've been working on this particular type of sound for a little while, and mm -hmm. I think the work is starting to really pay off. I think there are some great songs on this. Um, I It's my favorite sort of microtonal work they've done, and I like that sound from them. So while I hope this is sort of a conclusive chapter in that project, and they go on to to more things they've got a psychedelic album coming out soon which should be interesting um i will say that this is there's a bit of a payoff there if you've been following them uh and you like that sound like i do uh they like them playing all the microtonal instruments i think there's a payoff in this album so i just i wholeheartedly recommend it it's like a uh the most i've been into a king gizzard album in at least uh like you know two years or so so nice yeah um yeah, I mean, I think I think that's a good recommendation. I mean, not having listened to the album, <laughs> I think that's a good recommendation. But I, I so with for me with King Gizzard, I go through sort of phases where like I have, I I have kind of an on again, off again relationship with their music, um, because they're just so prolific. They're always dropping stuff, and yeah. it's just it is a little exhausting at a certain point. I think a lot of people feel that way, um, which is not to say that I I want to like police them or like i think that they should not release stuff if they want to release stuff no like i mean they should do whatever they want but do you feel like they have had a peak in their career so far do you feel like they have like I a classic or a masterpiece under their belt i mean it's it's hard to point to i think it really depends on what your tastes are because when you have a band like that that is all over the place that's true they have done um, a lot of sounds it really like i mean i love flying microtonal banana but some people don't even really like that album that much uh, for me that's one of the lesser ones um so you know i mean i love murder of the universe like uh, mm. uh that might be my favorite album by them i don't know yeah I, for, I, I, for me it's nonagon infinity Nonagon Infinity is great. I think they have had a peak just in form of, like, there was, like, a sort of a concentrated area around that time when mm -hmm. they were all sort of, like, okay, this is good, this is good, this is good. It's all different, but it's all good. Yeah. You know? Uh, and I don't know that it's a different sort of peak than having a masterpiece. It's just since they're mm. so prolific, the peak is having such a variety, but also having them all be such high quality, you know? Yeah. I don't know that they'll me like have that same sort of period where it was like i discovered them it was really exciting to be a fan of them yeah um, and i think they're just a band where either you're kind of into them like you're in and out like how we both kind of are mm -hmm. or you're just a huge fan of them and you're following them with every release they do have obsessives uh, yeah. so you're either an obsessive or you're not into them at all um which i mean i think they're just super talented so i, I think they're always going to be someone who i'm like okay, well, maybe I'll try this one. Is this one I'm really into? No, well, I'm just not going to listen to this one that much. But with this out, you know, then an LW comes along, I'm like, okay, I'm back on board. I'm, I'm going to give this album a few spins, you know? Yeah, I'm kind of in the same boat. So I, I should check out this one. Uh, I think I think I owe them that as a, as a, <laughs> as a past fan. Um, 
and 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 you know uh, also you know shout out uh, I'm in your mind fuzz that uh, that other earlier album that I think is really good by them sure 2014 sure. maybe I think um, they I mean hey they are a super talented group of musicians they release a ton of great music it's too much for me to stay invested but you got to give it to them I mean not everyone like uh, a lot of people you have that that sort of amount of releases and i don't you can at least say that they're all solid you know yeah they don't they don't have like a horrible album no not even and they haven't even gone like they change their sound a lot and they get like pretty wildly experimental but not even like they don't have like an umagumma you know what i mean Oh, so now you're being an Amagama detractor. No, no, no. <laughs> I, I am not even. I actually, I would say that I'm a, I, I, I love I'm, I'm an Amagama yeah. defender. I love Amagama. Uh, I like that album. I think it's like a really cool project, personally. Um, and I, have, I love Adam I Hart very, Mother, you know? I have very, <laughs> okay. I have very fond <laughs> memories of of listening to uh, Amagama on, on vinyl in high school. It was like a formative experience for me. Okay. Uh, I fantastic. love that album, but like... But they don't have, like, an album that is even, like, that divisive. You know what I mean? An album that's going to, like, separate their fan base that much. Sure. I mean, I think they released too many albums to to, to, to have one like that, if sure. that makes sense, where it, it goes so quickly that some people, an album will come out and people will be like, yeah. Uh, I mean, I think you are right, where the obsessives will always stick by, stick by them mm -hmm. uh, cause it, because they're so consistent, at least with being um, – you can if you're really into the type of music that King Gizzard does, even though they have a lot of variety. Mm -hmm. I think as, um, aside from a couple of albums, you're gonna like uh, that's gonna be your shit, you know? Yeah. Uh, but we should move on. Yeah, let's talk about Nick Cave and Warren Ellis with their new album Carnage. Um, yes. Nick um, Cave and Warren Ellis are of course known as collaborators uh, on soundtracks. They've done a number of original movie soundtracks and scores together. Um, Warren Ellis is, uh, of course, not the comic book writer. Warren Ellis, um, no, the uh, not the comic book writer. <laughs> uh, I mean, he's a pretty famous comic book writer, Warren Ellis. Um, but this is a different guy who I think has a big beard, um, and plays synth. And he is also in, I think, Nick Cave's other two bands. I think he's in the Bad Seeds and also uh, Grinderman. I think so. I mean, so both of us, I think, are relatively recent Nick Cave fans. Yeah, um, I I would say that like I am I'm an aspiring Nick Cave diehard. Like yeah, I feel like, like I the think, more um, I get into him, the more I'm like, oh, this is like one of my <laughs> things. We both like were not in a Nick Cave really at all yeah. for a while. Like just <laughs> never listened to them, and then Idiot Prayer came out last year. Yeah, and was like. Whoa! This is like a really good musician. <laughs> yeah, like, like <laughs> this is like a whole universe that I have been ignoring for some reason. So that I is like actually totally my shit. Yeah, I definitely taken a deep dive since then, and I've kind of like given a lot of the big albums like a few spins, and um, just have been so, so taken aback with how talented Nick Cave is. So I don't want to paint myself as an expert or anything because I am absolutely not. Yeah, uh, but if I here. sound like just an excited Nick Cave fan, it's like I. I'm excited to like um, be following Nick Cave now, and absolutely, th this is maybe the first like release since like becoming a, a pretty like invested in Nick Cave that mm -hmm. has come out. Um, 
Yeah, right. and it and it does make like it it makes me personally like it feels like a little cool because it's sort of like a side Nick Cave release. Yeah. It's like not one of the big ones. Yeah. <laughs> it, um. So it's kind of like feels special. I I mean I don't know. I like this this thing is just really good. Like I, I'll say that I think this thing rules. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's fantastic. Um, um, it's and got. It, oh, sorry. sorry. <laughs> uh. Well, I guess I'll go first. Yeah. Um, you go. Uh, what I was gonna say is that it's 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 got some of like some very direct songwriting from Nick Cave, like some very like just like literal lyrics about the protests of last summer, right? Um, which is like not really his normal songwriting style, right? This he is, he um, tends to be more of a storyteller. This is one of those albums that was like, oh, they recorded this within a few days or something, right? Right. Uh, it's it definitely. And it feels that way. They it's wrote like and recorded it very quickly. Yeah. It's like a, just a um, moment of, of creative passion. So it, you um, can just tell with how... Between two people who are, like, intimately familiar as writers. Yeah, you can feel like they've been working together for a while, and they're really just exploring their most experimental songwriting uh, proclivities, I guess, mm -hmm. if that makes sense, uh, and delving into some, like, immediate sort of emotional... Uh, songwriting, yeah, uh, which is, I mean, Nick Cave is super powerful when he when he does like he's just so insanely powerful with his songwriting, his lyricism, and his vocal performances, and you've got a lot of um, and he clearly has like a really good ear for production. Like even if he's not doing that work himself, he yeah. clearly has a good understanding of like what is going to sound good, what is going to carry his art well. Yeah. And he's he's very good at sort of allying himself with people who can carry out that vision. Sure. You've got some really beautiful like choir arrangements on this as well. Mm -hmm. Like what what is it Elephant Dung white, or oh, White Elephant? White Elephant. That yeah. is a fantastic song. Yeah. Uh it, it, on that song and in some others uh you've got some great choir arrangements which is something that I have been enjoying when I listen to the Nick Cave project mm -hmm. that that utilize that. Uh it, I mean it's cool that like it's an aside release because it really feels uh it doesn't it feels different from a Nick Cave from what I've listened to for Nick Cave and the Bad Seeds. It, it does. It definitely. does feel different, but it also incorporates so like all of his strengths. Mm -hmm. I I mean I'm not really familiar with Warren Ellis as I am with Nick Cave. Mm -hmm. Um but I don't wanna detract from uh, you know, his contributions at all. Yeah. Um, I think he is like all of the synths and keyboard sounds you hear, I think that is all him. Right. Um, that is, like, his wheelhouse, I think, from my understanding, at least. Yeah, but this thing uh, is just very, very good. Yeah, I, I like it a lot. Um, it It is an exciting time to be uh, a fan of Nick Cave. And, and, yeah, I'm just, like, I'm so taken with Nick Cave as a creative person. Like, he's just... He's sort of at this stage, right? I maybe I'm in a honeymoon phase with getting into him <laughs> right now. I don't know, but like I just am. I so it feels like he can't miss. It uh, really does. To me, like to he, someone I who's have, getting I've into yet Nick to Cave, hear yeah. anything by him <laughs> that I think is bad. It just feels like a sort of a once in a generation songwriter who just uh, is like you can just count on uh, to really hit hard. Yeah, uh, and especially as someone like he's so like he plays with such like kind of lofty religious th theological themes and, and yeah and uh, talks about like you I'm know like that. the nature of man yeah. and like 
relationships and like what it's all about yeah. and he really digs into all that I bet and like Bodie Vera that's is a big so yeah. up my alley honestly and just like as 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 well as like being like someone who like I have been a person of faith in the past and I'm not necessarily anymore but like and he clearly has a connection with that um he clearly has a connection with religion he clearly has read right. a lot about religion and has a connection with some kind of religious reality yeah um even if he is not a christian himself yeah and hey. I, I always find that like very powerful when somebody can yeah. make good art about religion without making religious art if that makes sense sure yeah share something in common with uh julian baker who we will talk about absolutely later uh but th- i mean that is you know we i mean we we grew up together share similar background so that's definitely something i relate to um and i, w- I, I was just gonna say i bet bon Iver is a big nick cave fan um, that would make a lot of sense <laughs> yeah um you know uh, uh, one of my favorite artists, nick so. cave's vocals <laughs> to bon Iver's. You, you are a detractor of the falsetto uh, yeah it's not my thing i think it's impressive i, I like uh, i like someone who just does purely falsetto but i love bon Iver. i love whitney uh, so yeah hey bon Iver is better than whitney i'll say that when he's good, um, but that's not. We're not here to hash this out. Uh, we just disagree about this style of vocals. I think so. <laughs> yeah, and I think that's fine. Let's it's talk about. It's fine. Even yeah. though we had we had that incredible segue to Julian Baker right there for us uh, that you you clued into, but I guess we're gonna talk about Cloud Nothings instead. That is what we said we were gonna do. <laughs> we're gonna stick to the order we agreed upon during the break. Yeah. Uh, so Cloud. Nothing's new album. Do the you know the name? Shadow <laughs> I Remember. I knew that you would not remember the title. <laughs> Shadow I Remember. Mm, yeah. Very mysterious. Mm, absolutely. Um, yeah. Cloud Nothing's another band that is back, baby. Cloud Nothing's is back. Yes. Uh, I feel like they had a period of years where even if they their output their sorry, output was not bad during the last few years, um, I was sort of not clued into it as much as i used to be just because it wasn't it felt like it wasn't where i was at uh and what i was listening to and it it felt like they were sort of out in the wilderness a little bit it is kind of doing some different stuff it's different from the stuff that i loved which is like attack on memory and the yeah same the follow-up to that i I i'm blanking on the name um the uh, right the the black album yeah, I mean, I know what you're talking about, um, but I do not remember off the top of my head. Uh, and then they had an album like in, in 2017 or 2018 as well, maybe. Um, here and nowhere else. Here and nowhere else, also a fantastic album. And uh, I, I actually I didn't listen to these whole albums, but I went back and I listened to their um, the two albums that came out after Here and Nowhere Else. I took a dip back in and was kind of skimming through them, and I I, I really think that. It sounds like an album they're a little bit lost on. Like, they're rocking hard on mm-hmm. them. You can always count on them to rock hard. But th- there's not, like, a lot of hooks on these albums. They're not very melodic. It's just kind of like they're going at it, uh, and they're all jamming out. They're all rocking hard, but they're not creating those sort of melodic hooks that you can find on this album and on Attack on Memory. Yeah. Uh, like, they, they write catchy sort of like you know heavier indie rock songs um, yeah it was sort of like even though these bands are not the same at all it was sort of like what happened to me with joyce manor the last couple records um where i finally got back into them with the most recent one last year even though i know that 
I didn't know this for months, but I found out after the fact yeah. that it was a <laughs> there was old songs, old stuff, yeah. which explains why I liked it so much. But it is a sort of similar thing where like they just sort of it felt like they were just uh, they just were exploring kind of a, a slightly glossier um, sound with like more more fidelity but less definition to the songwriting. If that makes sense. Yeah, it did feel like sanitized like uh like the production was a little glossier uh which i actually didn't really like um you know i like it to be a little fuzzier and uh, a Mm -hmm. little looser and they've reconnected with steve albini of course famed uh, yeah uh, like heavy music producer steve albini you know worked on nirvana and stuff like that and yeah and he's he's back working with them he worked on attack on memory and has not worked with them again until this record and i think that really shows so i do think this is a return to form i do want to give a shout out to last year's record which you have to buy on Bandcamp to listen to yeah and there are like i hey i tried listening to this earlier today and i was lazy and i didn't want to go onto my desktop my laptop to buy the album you can't buy albums through the Bandcamp app so i listened to like the two available songs um, is that because of an Apple thing? Is Apple blocking it somehow? I mean, I don't know what it is. Whatever it is, it's really fucking annoying. I, I feel like it is Apple it being shitty. Probably. Yeah. Um, and it sucks because I love Bandcamp as a platform. Yeah. And, I mean, I'm lazy, so a lot of times I just don't buy albums because I can't on yeah. my phone. Because uh, I'm a phone guy. I, I love using my phone. Um, but I will say I was listening to that, and I think that that album was a return to, like, a you know, the beginning of a return to form as well. It obviously, it doesn't sound as good because it was recorded, you know, sending files back and forth over quarantine type of thing. Um, but it is, like, much more melodic, and, and they've got some good hooks on on those couple songs I listened to as well. But we're going to talk about the new one. Uh, this thing, like all Cloud Nothing's albums, it's a tight, close to 30-minute album. And, yeah, <laughs> I mean, I guess I don't have anything that deep to say about it. It just... It's been, I've been playing this, I've been listening to it like once or twice every day because it's such a breezy listen mm-hmm. and it just, it breezes by like it's yeah. just song after song. They're getting stuck in my head. I'm singing along to them. Uh, there's one uh, stuck in my head right now as we speak. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, yeah, I, I totally agree. I think this thing is full of hooks. Um, I love all the guitar lines on this thing uh, and the vocal melodies as well. Uh, there's some good lyrics on here. Yeah. Um, and oh, I, for sure. I totally agree that it's just an absolute breezy listening. I mean, I, 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 uh, I listened to it twice just today. Um, yeah. I mean, I really love this thing, which I'm so surprised by after so long, not kind of being like checked out of their career. It's exciting to have them back. Yeah, it's kind of like a Cloud Nothing's album would come out. I would, I would play it, and I'd be like, I mean, they're still good. Yeah. Like, I'm yeah. Not I never, I never was like I've down. I've on never them. checked out. I've always been like, okay, new Cloud Nothing's. That's cool. Yeah. That, like the how much I like this album, I'm truly surprised by. Yeah, like, same here. And it's exciting because I remembering how much I love Cloud Nothings and I love that kind of music. I feel like a lot of bands have kind of allowed themselves to become sort of a what what I felt like Cloud Nothings was doing for a little bit, sort of a more sanitized, less noisy, less dirty sort of uh, like brand of indie rock. And I feel like Cloud Nothings is saying. No, we're gonna stay mm-hmm. uh, w- like a a band that that sounds like it wouldn't exist in 2021. We're gonna stay that way, yeah. Uh, which I love because hey, <laughs> you know, I think I'm speaking for a lot of us when I say hey, 2021, get the hell out of here. Oh heck yeah, brother. 
Um, can can I just can I just say I love the album cover on this thing. It's just it's just a photo of like a rainy like sidewalk bridge kind of thing. Um, but it like the color palette and the photo itself like just really remind me of like great uh emo records of like the late 90s early 2000s it does it does in a way that is really appealing and comforting to me um and i just i just really like that um it just really conveys a vibe that i am into hey yeah hey if i didn't already give out the blessed not stressed album (laughs) reward for this episode (laughs) i'd be tempted to give it to this one yeah Uh, but i can't because we stick by rules in this episode we love rules 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 you've got to know your rules and we're mm-hmm. going to move on to the next album we talk about, Julian Baker. Which rules? Which rules? Um, uh, it's... Uh, you know the name of this album? <laughs> <laughs> I, I had it written down for this reason. Little Oblivions. Little Oblivions. Yeah. What a beautiful name. It also has a good album cover, but not as good. This thing... Hey. Uh, we love it, right? We love it. It's so good. It's... Uh, it's I like it's... Uh, I think it's so obviously like Cloud Nothings is an example of a very good record that is also like extremely up my alley, like that I don't expect will end up on a ton of year end lists or anything. You know what I mean? But will stick with me personally and people who are into the stuff I'm into. It will stick with. Whereas like this Julian Baker record, I think is clearly an early contender for album of the year. It for like a broader audience. I agree. I mean, hey, uh, Pitchfork gave like a seven point six or something. Yeah, that's so, insane. Uh, Ridiculous. I, I think in a decade you're gonna see them revisiting this album and being like, that's like a nine or something. Yeah. Uh, because <laughs> especially because they gave the last one like an eight point six best new music. Yeah, I I think that maybe they're being down on it just because it is a change. You got Julian Baker playing drums on this, and I mean, sh- as sh- she does all the instruments, you know, mm-hmm. herself. Um, and the drumming is good, by the way. The drumming is good. Like these songs, they're l- it it allows them because you know Julian Baker. And this out, al- it's true with this as well. Where sometimes I'll put it on, and I'll be like, "Man, can I really handle listening to this right now?" It's mm-hmm. a little bit. Well, that's how I felt with her last album. It's a little turn bit go- gonna make me cry. Like and turn out the lights. I really feel that way with where if I'm like it's a little intimidating in a bit of a somber mood, I can handle it. Or if it's just like the weather is kind of you know a sullen like creating a sullen mood i can i can handle it but mm. overall y- you know me i i like my pop music i like to uh that's why i love phoebe bridgers i feel like phoebe bridgers makes sad music but is a little poppier with it yeah she makes sad music for happy people she makes sad music for happy people i don't even know if that's true <laughs> i don't believe that uh, at all i don't all. think that's true <laughs> um, <laughs> words. yeah i mean the truth is, I do like this sort of sad folk music. Yeah. But I like for it to have a little bit of umph mm-hmm. uh, with it, which this album does. The, the the addition of the drums, I think the songwriting is a uh, is a little tighter here. Mm-hmm. Um, this thing is so good. Like her lyricism is still fucking incredible. Yeah, like it is beautiful and brutal in um, equal measure. It's it's one of those albums where you can just like uh, back on uh, during my Tumblr's day Tumblr days. This thing would have been all over the place. I feel like with mm-hmm. lyrics pulled from it left and right uh, because uh, it's she truly is a, a beautiful you know poet songwriter. Um, and this thing, man, I. It's it's a contender for me. It's it's on the watch list, you know. Definitely. 
for me as well, and I'm, I'm excited to spend more time with it as the year goes on, but uh, for right now, as far as my initial impressions from listening to it a few times this week, um, and, and this was a record that obviously we were both anticipating a lot. I've been you know, keeping close tabs on her dropping singles uh, since last year. Um, I've listened to all the singles a lot, honestly, before the album came out. Um, but they all have... And, like, something I worry about when I'm, like, so invested in an album coming out that I'm listening to the singles a bunch before the album comes out is that then those songs won't work so well on the album for me because I have, like, just gotten used to them as singles. Um, And that didn't happen at all with these songs, even though I've listened to them so much. They have melded right into the flow of the album for me. Um, And I think that this album has a great sequencing to it. I think it has a great flow. It it does not – it feels – expansive uh without feeling long it feels um you know full and lush in a way that neither of her previous two albums did i think that her songwriting has always been strong since sprained ankle came out um but i feel like she has only grown as an artist uh in terms of her ability to uh you know be an auteur with production and instrumentation yeah and in terms of her ability to write uh songs about um complex and uh sort of knotted issues of 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 you know uh like personal uh growth or lack thereof and and the soul searching that goes along with that sure. which are the themes that she's been exploring since the beginning of her career um and so it's exciting to me to see her grow this much on this new record um and uh yeah, I just like I can't. I sort of can't fathom anyone disliking this. It's crazy to me. I mean, <laughs> if it's not your thing, it's not your thing. Yeah, yeah, um, for sure. If it just sonically doesn't work for you, that's one thing. But if you are into the, like this, you know, sort of indie folk type of thing, then yeah, and sort of singer songwriter type of thing, then I, I feel the same way about Julian Baker. Not this. I don't want to lump them all together, but like, I just feel like we're lucky to have this sort of boy genius set of artists when you have Phoebe, Phoebe and uh, Lucy and um, Julian like the more they release the more I'm excited to be a, a fan of all these artists and just I'm taken aback at like how powerful they are in their songwriting yeah and um, they only seem to like grow separately and together exactly um, so in it's a just way that like is very refreshing and like not like how I feel like there's a long history of like male indie artists who come up together being very yeah like the traveling wilburys like yeah absolutely <laughs> i did no but like very like competitive and like kind of shitheads and oh, like sure. i feel like like these people do not have that energy at all like they're very supportive of one another and and like yeah i mean i think boy genius is super special because i think it's yeah. like three of the best singer songwriters we have absolutely and they're just like yeah we're just gonna also make a band together um and, and yeah. we're gonna like kind of bless everyone with like this set of songs you know yeah, maybe they know everyone years. wants that because <laughs> we were like we have like these like angelic sort of harmonies and we just can click together in such mm-hmm. a amazing beautiful way but we're also going to be these like mavericks like individually mm-hmm. you know and just grow um and it's they're super exciting to be a fan of to, like hear julian baker coming out and like yeah she is like undeniably growing as an artist and it feels like this isn't even like we're still at the beginning of it uh it's really exciting to be a fan of her 
Yeah. Then, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And I think, yeah, I, I do think Julian Baker brings something like it is easy to sort of lump the three of them and other artists in the same sort of realm, you know, Soccer Mommy and and JSOM and Mitski sure. and stuff like that. Okay. Um, yeah. uh, I feel like all of that stuff kind of gets lumped together a lot of the time. Uh, Angel Olsen too, um, among others. Um, but like they do all have different sounds and explore different themes. And like I think that like particularly Julian Baker gets compared to Phoebe Bridgers a lot, and it seems like yeah people sort of like put her in Phoebe Bridgers' shadow a little bit because Phoebe Bridgers is obviously bigger as an artist. Right. Um, which I can understand, but I also think is really unfair to Julian Baker, who not only is a, a very strong songwriter in her own right, but also um, brings something totally different to her music than what Phoebe Bridgers does, which is a particular... Julian Baker, I think, has a particular um, sincerity and, and sort of lack of irony that Phoebe Bridgers doesn't have. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's a good that's a good point. Yeah, and and also she has the background that, like I was referencing with Nick Cave, Julian Baker obviously grew up grew up uh, deeply Christian and has only in right. recent years sort of gone to say I'm you know I'm still a person of faith but I am not necessarily you know what you might think of as Christian right um, which is I mean something I relate to uh, deeply absolutely um, and so yeah for me like for that reason in particular I would say that Julian Baker songwriting just like resonates with with me and I, I think with you as well on like a very deeply personal level in yeah. a way that Phoebe Bridgers doesn't always for me yeah uh, that's, which that's is not like that's not you that's know fair, i'm not saying that like um, one is good and one is bad i'm just saying one resonates with me personally in a very deep way um, yeah uh, julian baker does dig a little deeper uh for me personally for and that's why i find it like i find it like pretty easy to go to a phoebe bridgers record and like have a good time listening to it whereas wha like what you one. were saying um, julian baker like really can be like pretty brutal like pretty devastating it is brutal me. i think this is less brutal than the last one mm -hmm. uh, but for me still like i was listening to this at work and i i mean i i did cry in my sorry excuse me in my office i did cry yeah um w which i i mean hey I, I will say it's not hard for like a a piece of art uh for I, i'm a i'm a softy like uh, sure. I I will cry. I've cried when listening to a, a Doughboys episode before, <laughs> because I was just like, oh, well, man, haven't we all? I I, I I love them so much. It just makes me happy, and I'm crying tears of of um, happiness. But it, anyways, <laughs> I I'm not proud to have admit, admitted that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the Julian Baker record did make me cry, and I will say, I mean, I think we're gonna see this on a lot of top tens of the year, the year maybe even mine. I think it's fantastic. Um, and I mean, we are like we're over an hour, and I I do want to touch on one other thing before we wrap up. So, mm. you have any closing thoughts on Julian Baker? Can we move on? Uh, I think we can move on. All right. I just want to like we're recording this the past week. We did find out that Daft Punk announced they are splitting up. They're getting a divorce. Mm. Um, yeah, yeah. So I you know I guess I just wanted to. It felt like. We should uh, the breaking tunes. Uh, we should talk about it. 
yeah. That uh, rip Daft Punk. I know that we both love Daft Punk. Yeah, as absolutely. Fucking everybody does. Everyone loves Daft Punk. Uh, so we've kind of seen all these Daft Punk fans coming out of the woodwork. Uh, and, and some detractors. Some detractors, especially of Random Access Memories, which I just want to say, if you have anything bad to say about Random Access Memories, you're talking to the wrong people. We you love are that not shit. a friend of yeah, the pod. That, you that, are an enemy of the pod. That came out while we were in high school, <laughs> so we love it. <laughs> so we love it, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it reminds us of 2012. Yeah. Uh, it came out in 2013, but same difference. We love it. Um, yeah, I mean, that's one of my favorite records of all time. Uh, every time I listen to it, I'm just thinking, is this the best album I've ever heard? It very no way. It, it very well, maybe. Like yeah, I'm uh, in the same boat. <laughs> I mean, it's just an incredible album, and obviously, Discovery is incredible as well. And they have yeah, uh, and they're and all good. Alive, yeah. The uh, the live version of Discovery yeah, is I'm pretty incredible. Daft Punk is um, the Tron music is great. Uh, homework is great. Like. They um, just have, have blessed us, and they've influenced artists that I love. Yeah. Uh, the Avalanches, mm. you know, um, I've been listening to lately as well. I mean, it's it's sad. I honestly was a little taken aback by this. I did kind of think we were going to get some new stuff at some point. Yeah, um, but it has. It's been eight years or been, something. It's been a while. I mean, yeah. it was a while before Random Access Memories as well. Yeah, yeah. It's not surprising for them to take their time. Um, uh, but I, I do like. I hope that we can go on like a an anniversary tour someday that that I can still see them. Um, yeah, that is the main thing. Like, I am okay with Random Access Memories kind of being their swan song, their their sort of magnum opus. Yeah, uh, I'm okay with that because I think that that's so incredible. And it's like, how do you follow that follow that up? Um, but the thing that like really bothers me is not, not being able to ever see yeah. them live and and of course i think that they pr- they didn't actually like ever tour that much no so like it it already was like a pretty big deal to have been a person who got to see them live um but now it's like will that ever happen i um, if it does happen i will um hopefully be in a position where i can shell out some big bucks to go see them yeah because i think it will require some big yeah. bucks. yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh, which is unfortunate i but mean they're such a like just to be like obviously we were not alive when they really came onto the scene yeah uh, uh we were babies when they really like were like starting to get huge yeah um <laughs> we, were, we, we were little babies we were little babies <laughs> uh, but to to be alive during uh when that stuff was still huge and to have random access memories and, and them still like you know doing tron and doing all this stuff during our lifetimes during our childhoods Hey, their music for um, Tron was so good that it tricked me into thinking that movie was good. Yeah, I mean, Tron Legacy is not a good movie, but <laughs> that music is very good. I just think that I feel lucky to have like been alive for that because they're an artist that really you know, came onto the scene, and even though they didn't do a ton of music, changed music forever mm-hmm. um, through each release, kind of. Um, not all of them, but, but through multiple releases – they changed the course of music. Yeah. Um, so, and I think they changed people's like perception of, of, you know, celebrity and, uh, and, and, you know, what musicians should be to their audiences a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, but yeah, like to, ha- to like have like a mainstream album like that, where it's just like these sort of house 
some dance tracks that are just going on and looping. Mm-hmm. Um, not a lot of people can really do that. Like, Get Lucky was like a huge hit, and that song is yeah. I mean, nobody like the closest thing in like terms of success as far as that genre goes is like it's like David Guetta and like the chain smokers yeah, they and suck. stuff like that and like, like it's all like totally disposable trash um is like the only other people in that echelon of fame from that genre so like the fact that they were able to make really quality music and have integrity as artists um and also be truly part of the mainstream at the same time is incredibly impressive uh and something that i think is worth celebrating I agree. Rip Daft Punk. I mean, I've been listening to Random Access Memories in particular so much lately. Yeah. Um, and wow, what an album. It's the best. But, I mean, not that we have a ton to add to that conversation. I just felt like it was worth giving a little shout out to because I know we've been we've both been listening to it a little bit. So. Yeah. It is an event of note. Uh, hey, Daft Punk, come on the pod. Uh, <laughs> Please. Please, I would would really do wonders for us. <laughs> <laughs> be huge for us, yeah, and and pretty big for them too. I don't think they've got a lot going on these days. Um, and yeah, I mean, we'll learn French. Ah, Leclerc, yeah, baguette. Oh boy. Um, yeah, I think that probably does us for another episode of Good Listeners, right? Sweet. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. Wow. Um you can follow us Parlez-vous français? <laughs> Parlez-vous français <laughs> is what you mean to say, I think. Um <laughs> Parlez-vous français? Parlez-vous français? My uh, my partner knows all the l- Do you know that song? What is that? There's a song called Parlez-vous français and it's uh it's a pretty good song. Um but my partner who knows a little bit of French, I think knows all the lyrics. I do not. Um, she a big Yell fan? I like Yell. I don't think so. Ah, Yell, <laughs> yell is good. <laughs> sure. Anyway, you can follow us on Twitter at Good Listener Pod. You, uh, you can follow my personal account at Randallorian underscore. And you can follow my personal account at Crow Posting. You um, can uh, feel free to tweet at us, DM us. You can uh, email us questions. Email at us good questions at GoodListenerPod at Gmail dot com. At GoodListenerPod at Gmail dot com. Um, we check every month at least <laughs> um, yeah maybe and you know i mean that that was us saying goodbye <laughs> Oh, we're back from being gone for a couple of weeks, and that's no fun. Uh, <laughs> this is the show? Yeah, I'm probably going to end up cutting that out. But <laughs> that, yeah. Yeah.